Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio, um, and happy belated Labor Day to everyone. Because of the holiday, we have an action-packed night with the contributors at 6 p.m., the experts at 7 p.m., and then Sports Talk Atlanta with Willie Miller at 8 p.m. So we got a full night. I want to welcome in my co-host, Duck Riley. Duck, how are you, sir? Uh, Princess, I've never seen a better day in my life, Princess. That's a good thing. That's a good thing, Doug. We're going to have to wait and, and let you have that dance contest later. Yeah, I won't mention it, everybody, but Doug's on the IR for sure. We can't put him in, Coach, for sure. Let me welcome in um, everybody and get him in here. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's see here. Let me go ahead and welcome Doc to the show. Doc, how are you? Good evening, Princess. How are you? I, I'm better. I'm better, Doc. It's been about four days. Uh I have recovered for sure. So well, all right. for me it's only been two days, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we got to throw in the towel text from Duck about halftime third quarter somewhere in there. So um mm-hmm. I just stopped watching. I just stopped watching. All right, let's see here. Will Harris, how are you? Good evening. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Doing good. Hold on right there. Carlos Bradley, how are you? I'm great. Hope everybody's wonderful also. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Duck, it's on you. Um, we're still who are we waiting on, Duck? Uh, Tisdale. Oh, I'm so glad that Joker is not in the system <laughs> yet. <laughs> you know, out of all the things he could have put in the thread, he put in the thread that ETN's brother said, well, my brother maybe needs to join um, prime time and, and get out of the gator. So, he, you know, I'm waiting on him for sure. But, all right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, I'm going to start off with my man, Doc. Okay, Doc, we got open mic. What you, what you want to talk about, Doc? Uh, I, I think the, uh, you know, the topic of conversation has, has got to be your man, Dion. Um you know, he, he said they were coming, and, uh, you know, they came. I mean, I know that uh, the TCU lost some folks last year to the draft and graduation, but, you know, I didn't expect him to go in there and, and, and do what they did, and especially with Shador throwing the rock around. I mean, he looked like a, a young, warm moon out there just slinging it. And then um, and then Travis Hunter, he was embodying Dion, you know, going both ways and, and doing his thing, so – I mean, I think that was obviously the surprise of the weekend. Um, a that they won, and I guess the way they played. I think that, I don't know how many penalties they had. They they played flawlessly. So, you know, much props to Dion and his coaching staff for getting his, his uh, players up and ready to play. Okay, open mic. Will Harris, what you got for us? Yeah, what's going on with Clemson and uh, Dabo? I mean. He was one of the most vocal guys against the portal. He's against NIL. He's a, against guys getting paid. He made that comment, our program built in God's name, image, and likeness. And he comes out, loses 28-7 to Duke uh, last night. I mean, 
Duke, you know, we were known for a basketball school, not a football team. I know their team's better than they have been in the past, but I think Dabo, if he doesn't adapt and get over that arrogance he has, I think it might be the downfall of him in his time at Clemson. <laughs> okay, open mic, Princess, what you got for us? I got a couple things, but I want to start with Billy Napier. We owe him $36 million. He needs to be fired. Duck and everybody on here gives a million. We can go ahead and collect this now, but I've already started the website, firenapier.com. Um, I'm, I'm done. Uh, the second thing is Club Shay Shay and Stephen A. Smith. I don't know who's got a chance to see it. Um, it's been pretty good, I think. Um, and I think Shannon has only called Stephen A. Smith skip twice. And then the last thing is 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 prime time. I know on this show, I, I really thought it was going to be at least a two or three touchdown win by TCU. I was completely surprised. I myself now believe in what Coach Prime is doing and his staff. They really looked good in and out of transition, offense, defense, special teams. They were well coached and only six penalties. Um, I, I thought that was really the best game of the weekend. Okay. Uh, and Tim Moore is on. Okay. Uh, Tim, open mic. What you got for us, Tim? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. <laughs> oh, Jets. Lord. Kicking <laughs> <laughs> it off this week. <laughs> um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I mean, they, uh, you know, in all reality, they haven't approved anything yet. But uh, I think they've got some talent there to work with. And uh, but they've got a murderous schedule the first month and a half, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not talking Super Bowl or bust, but I'm um, uh, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. Um, Obviously, there's also, a lot of excitement. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, and 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 Florida State. Uh, wow, <laughs> very impressive. I thought that was going to be nip and tuck the entire way. And, in fact, I thought LSU outplayed them in the first half. Um, but they looked very, very strong. Um, they're they're going to be something to deal with this year. And, finally, the, uh, the ACC picked up the three teams, uh, two from the West Coast that sort of fit their profile, getting them into the San Francisco market. And uh, and also SMU into the um, uh, the Dallas market. Uh, I, I, what I'm going to say about that is keep your eye on L, on uh, SMU. Uh, the next five years, it's going to take them take them a little a couple of years to do it, but they've got fertile ground to recruit down there in Texas, and they've got plenty of money uh, at that school. They've got some well-heeled alumni. And this time, they won't get the death penalty for what they did last time in terms of giving them money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Carlos, open mic, Carlos. What you got for us? Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to echo some of what's already been said. But, you know, Colorado, I have not always been the biggest Dion fan, but I definitely respect his talent as a player. But to take that many new players and to be in the front of the media the entire time and to come out with only six penalties and outside of the the clear talent that they have, the coaching job was superb. I mean it was it was it was amazing to to 
overcome all those obstacles to put those kids in those positions and to have them so tightly wound and in order, I thought that was I thought that was outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. Um, my second point, you know, last night Clemson looked like Duke and Duke looked like Clemson. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if you looked at Clemson's offense, they had no playmakers. They want to get the ball to Shipley. The little guy that's like a flanker in the backfield and as a receiver. They have no dogs, it looks like, other than Trotter's son, number 54, on defense. And they almost look like they forgot how to tackle and forgot what they were supposed to be doing, like playing a football game. But the thing that really bothered me was – if you know Dabo Sweeney or if you watched him over the years, I'm talking fiery guy, throwing his hat off, running up the players in their face, things going on. Last night, he was looking at the game. They would make a mistake. He would grab it, rub his head. He would write a note down, and he would just look at the game. Almost like, like okay, this is – what you wanted me to put on the field, so then that's what I'm going to play with. I'm finishing up. So I trained a kid that went to um, went to Wood here in Philly and, and is a freshman at Clemson, 6'5", 230, defensive end, tight end, run a 4'5", 4'6", uh, played basketball also. He told me they'll probably redshirt him this year. I did not see his talent on either side of the ball. So what bothers me is what has Clemson decided? I mean, outside of NIL deals and all of that, who are you putting on the field? You putting that fake Stenson Bennett looking quarterback on the field, and then your only receiver or offensive playmaker is this 180-pound scat back? Like something is not right going on at Clemson. And Duke had playmakers everywhere. Receivers, corners, linemen, (laughs) they had playmakers everywhere. So, very strange. Well, it sounds like most of that you're saving for the beef, too, uh, uh, Carlos. But anyway, you got it. (laughs) You read read me right. You read me right. All right. Uh, And, you know, and – you know, the, the best thing that ever happened to, you know, the state of Colorado is that uh, they legalized weed. So, uh, Dion is just that with that now. Oh. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, oh, no. Oh, boy. All right. So, so I'm going to move on to my top five. Starting with you, Carlos, give me your top five, man, that you went ahead this week go by. All right, well, still looking at everything. I'm going to go Georgia, Ohio State, even though they weren't that impressive. Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, um, USC, Michigan. Okay. Hang on. Uh, Yeah, Duck, I'm thinking Georgia, Alabama, 
uh, I, ha- I had been saying LSU, but they got thumped. They got handled. Uh, so I'm saying Florida State, Ohio State, and wow, um, probably Michigan. Probably Michigan. Okay, Preston. Um, I'm going okay, Penn State. Let me take that back, Duck. Penn State. Penn State. I'm sorry. No, we don't want to hear that. But anyway, okay. What you got, Preston? Um, I have We Are at number one, and because I'm not going to put Georgia at number two, at number one, Georgia number two. I have Florida State at number three. I, I thought it was impressive, and boy, it hurts my heart to say that. Alabama four, um, five is Ohio State. We are at number okay. one, though. All right. I got. I'm, I'm disappointed, Princess. But um, yeah, so, so Georgia at one. Um, I got Michigan at two. Got Bama at three. Ohio State at four, and uh, Florida State at five. Okay. Will. Y'all yeah, go uh, Georgia at number one. Alabama number two. Florida State number three, Michigan number four. I put USC at number five. Okay, I want I want to stay right there with you, Will, and I want to start off uh, talking about some of the games this weekend. And we have touched a little bit on it, but I want to kind of get everybody's opinion. Uh, Utah, Florida from Thursday night. That probably was a good game by Utah, considering they were missing uh, Rising, their quarterback, and a few other starters. Um, it just it was just that next man up mentality. They had some guys step up. Uh, they were dominant in the trenches, tough team like they always are. Uh, Florida, I think it's the first time I've ever seen a double number penalty where they had two guys on the field with the same number at the same time, and it cost them a possession, and Utah got points out of it. And That might have actually been one of the turning points in the game, but overall, uh, Utah played well. I think when they get their starters back, they'll be a dangerous team in that uh, conference. Florida, I mean, got to see more consistency out of the quarterback position and limit their mistakes. But I think uh, there's still plenty of ball left for them. Okay, Doc. Yeah, I I, I agree as well. Um, you know, from a standpoint of uh, it was interesting that uh, you know Utah coach was saying, you know saying that people didn't believe in them. I think you know I think most people think that Utah has a good program, and especially the last few years winning. Um, you know, the Pac-12, um, but, you know, they look good. And, and you know, Florida, it's 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 kind of uh, the same thing like the past year or so, just like, like Will said, consistency of the quarterback position and just, uh, you know, playing more solid on both sides of the ball and, you know, not making the, the critical mistakes that it will cost you the game. Okay, uh, Carlos. Yeah, I, I thought Utah would win. Um they're always tough. They always play tough defense. Their quarterback was out, but they offensively they controlled the ball enough um, with the running game also. So um, tough team as they always are. They played well. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, um, I was not surprised that Utah won the game, but I was I was really surprised at how poorly. Florida played. Uh, might have been Carlos that, that pointed out how 
they they did a lot of dumb things. I mean, um, like they weren't really prepared, you know, like having too many men on the field and uh, alignment problems and stuff. Um, those are coaching issues in my mind. Um, and I was really surprised that, that they had that number of mistakes, those types of mistakes during the ball game. Okay, uh, Francis. I agree with everyone. I, I really don't <laughs> know what else to say. I'm re- trying to recover. Um, I thought they embarrassed themselves. And for that coaching staff to now have a full two years and some change within the system um, at that university, and that's, that was the product they put on the field, um, it is embarrassing. And then to top it off, you know, two players out there with the same number on. Um, yeah. I I don't I don't know <laughs> what to say. So um, go back to the drawing board, but it's going to be a long season. Okay, I'm going to stay right with you, Francis, because I want to talk about uh, and we've touched on it already a little bit. TCU and uh, Colorado. Doc, I was completely. Surprise, or maybe just say surprise, because you and I had talked off air about this and, and about the coaching, how um, there were head coaches, former head coaches on this staff, and that Dion had assembled um, a very good staff, and he surely did. Um, I was surprised how well they moved the ball, um, and I was pleased to see how Shadur handled what everybody has been saying, this Power Five conference. Um, and the competition was not going to be HBCU but Power 5, and I thought he handled it well. Um, a lot of people were saying maybe TCU wasn't the matchup um, since they lost 65-7, to you know, in the championship game. No one was saying that before the game, um, and they were a 20-point favorite, TCU was. And, and I watched the, the sidelines. I watched, you know, the transition again from offensive to defense, special teams. Um, it was the running back. I thought was outstanding, but 119, 111 plays by Travis Hunter, I really thought at halftime, okay, if nothing else, he's going to run out of gas. And then we all talked about, okay, will the depth show itself in the third quarter? And it never did. And I like the fact that Colorado never backed down. When TCU scored, they scored. And I think Colorado got up 10 points and TCU came back and went ahead 28-24. That didn't um, discourage Colorado. They never backed down. And it was, a, it, was, it was a complete game. And for that to happen with, you know, so many leaving and 68 new players, um, I don't think you can say enough. And, um, you know, I definitely believe now. And I can't wait to see the rest of the schedule. I thought he was a little brash in the press conference, but what do I know? I've been thinking he's been brash before, and it works for him, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah. maybe I don't even know know what that is like anymore, because um, I thought he went after a reporter, who we later discovered was Ed Warder. But again, you got to give him every prop you can. I I did not expect that. Okay. Uh- Moving over to you, Doc, uh, Colorado, TCU. I'm not sure how much more I can add after Princess's uh, little monologue, but um, uh, but are you but saying I, I talk too long? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, but I agree with Princess. I mean, 
you know, with with all of the players that the new players that came in, and you would think they would be it would have taken them some time to get cohesive and um, you know play as a team, but they really embodied you know their head coach Dion. I mean, they 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 played with confidence, they played with swag. Um, you know, they were clearly ready to play. And you know, as I mentioned before, I know you know TCU lost some players, but you know you shouldn't be able to go into someone else's stadium and just kind of push them around a little bit um, like, like they did. And, you know, Shador, he, he, you know, he looked, looked apart as far as a, um, you know, power five quarterback and, you know, not, not a whole lot more you can say, but it's just impressive what they did. And, you know, I'm interested to see how they handle success uh, this coming week when they play Nebraska at home. Okay. All right. Uh, Paulo. So, as been pointed out already, what I think was really interesting was, and Dion pointed this out also, the looking at the HBCU players, he said you all commented on them before. Now, you know, historically, when we really think about this, HBCU, HBCU schools basically built the AFL in the NFL, okay? Built, that's where Kansas City, that's where the Chargers, that's where Houston, I mean, just that's where all those teams, Raiders, all of them, that's where they they got their players, especially Kansas City. I mean, it was like a hotbed for them. Yeah. But so to bring back the respect, of the HBCU player, I think was something huge, which hopefully they will look at them once again. What I really also liked was Sanders at quarterback, just his reads and just how it looked like surgically he was moving the safety over, dropped the ball in. He threw a complete dime down the sideline, one yard from the sideline. Like everything was like he had already practiced it, knew it, saw it, and was just making it happen. So I don't think enough could be said about the preparation by Dion and his staff for these players to put the players in the position to just outshine the other team. Yes, TCU had a lot of changes, but look at all the pressure that was on Colorado. I mean, TCU changes all over the place but you still have been to the dance, and Dion was just getting to the party, okay? And for them to come out that sharp, only six penalties? Wow. I mean, it looked yeah. – we're talking about Florida and a, and a staff that's been together for two years. They can't even get the right players on the field, okay? <laughs> yeah. Now, here we, here we got we – got in like those, 10 weeks. That again. No, I know you want to mess with. I know you want to mess with that, but that's not really the point I was making. I get what you. I get what you say, but you know what I mean. I mean, it really was a spectacular showing by the coaching staff to put the players in the position to make the plays they did. Travis Hunter was like amazing. He was guarding two people within ten yards on the goal line. I mean, to be able to make that interception, go from 
right to left like that, that was just an amazing pick in itself. Okay. All right, uh, Will, your thoughts on on the Colorado uh, TCU game? Yeah, very impressive win for Colorado. I didn't expect them to hit the ground running uh, like this and come out with a win right away. I thought Shador said something interesting in his post-game interview. He said that the biggest difference between playing at the HBCU versus now is the trenches when he's moving around in the pocket. Uh, defensive linemen get off blocks quicker. So he said the skill players and everything else playing the passing game is pretty much the same. So you could clearly see he made that transition pretty easily. I thought Travis Hunter is living up to the hype he had coming out of high school. So he's going to be a Heisman candidate if he's able to keep up at this pace. I thought that freshman running back, uh, Dylan Edwards, made some big yeah. plays for them. Just very – a lot of good athletes on this Colorado team. I was surprised on the other side, TCU, they had an advantage, a big size advantage up front. They just kind of abandoned the run and wanted to get in a shootout with Colorado. I thought – I expected them to kind of try to impose their will on that small front seven. But I guess when you get behind a couple scores, you're forced to play in the Colorado's game, and that's what happened. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, I would echo a lot of what I've already heard. Their skill players were 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 tremendous. Um, Travis Hunter might be one of the best players. It's certainly one of the best athletes in the country. Um, maybe one of the best players in the country. Um, you know, a lot of people have not mentioned that that Shiloh Sanders on the defensive end led them in tackles. He had 10 tackles, nine solo tackles in the ball game. hit this, uh, beyond the other side, um, just a strong performance and their offensive line. That was probably the thing that surprised me the most was how good they were at protecting, uh, their, uh, their quarterback and as well, uh, opening up holes for the running back Edwards. Um, now Shadua looked tremendous. Uh, but I'm I'm still holding uh, you know holding you know my judgment on what he's going to be uh, until he you know plays a little bit more and teams have some tape on him and you know defensive coordinators uh, kind of adjust to what they're doing. About midseason, ask me again about him. But he he had a great game. Uh, yeah, surprising surprising outcome. Yeah, good thing about that, Tim. Also, is that and, and Prince is again we talked off air. Uh, Sean Lewis was. When Syracuse upset Clemson, he was their offensive coordinator. Okay. So he's been okay. there, done that, and he was the head coach at Kansas State. He came with mm-hmm. Dion, so he's you know he's been to the parties, so he knows exactly what's going on, and he's the best one to tutor Shador. So yeah, he look he look I, good. Yeah, he, I think he's gonna be fine because uh, the guy is good. Uh, and, I, and I've been telling you guys this all year that don't be shocked because, it, it's, you know, they got good players now, but they also got a, a very good coaching staff. But I want to stay with you, Tim, and talk about that UNC and South Carolina game. You know, Doug, that surprised me again. Uh, North Carolina looked really good. Last year their defense couldn't stop, you know, they couldn't stop anybody. And uh, they were they were all over uh, Spencer Rattler the other night. I mean, they were just they looked really good. And the quarterback uh, May is just he's 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 special. Um, so I'm looking at them trying to see what, what they're going to do. You know, they've got Appalachian State coming into town this week, uh, who put 50 on them last year. So we'll see what they do this week. But uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna watch them for three or four games. Uh, but they look like they might they might make a little noise down there in the ACC. 
Okay. Uh, uh, Princess. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina. You know, I was reminded that, that Shane Beamer came on at the beginning of the week and said he was concerned about his players. In practice, they seemed lethargic, and they didn't seem like they were ready. Um, and I think some of that played out in the game um, for sure. And I'm disappointed that after all summer, the offensive line still gave up nine sacks um, for a quarterback who can really spin the ball. I thought he came into his own at the at the latter part of, of last year against Tennessee, against Clemson. Um, so I think there's trouble in paradise. I think they really got behind Shane Beamer, and there was such high expectations to win um, weeks one and two and head into Georgia um, in absence with some momentum, and that's gone. Um, let's see what happens. And you got to give, I guess, Matt Brown some credit. I, I thought they outplayed him and outcoached him and looked um, more of a crisper team than South Carolina um, did. He's a okay, great Will. Will yeah, North Carolina sure. definitely improved on their uh, defense. I thought that was their weakness definitely last year, but it was, I mean, it where um, hit Spencer Rattler with nine times. I mean, he just couldn't have any time to get anything uh, out there. So, um, I like what they've done on defense, improved that unit. Uh, Drake May looking like he's the real deal. Um, I thought he played an excellent game as well. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. The ACC appears to be wide open. So, I think North Carolina will be right in the mix as far as the Gamecocks. are just the typical inconsistency we see all year. I think we'll see them play well against some of the better teams. They'll play to their level of competition in other games. You just never know what you're going to get with them. Okay, uh, Carlos. So South Carolina, as Will just said, is always up and down. I don't know which team is going to show up. But if South Carolina is having trouble getting up for North Carolina, I mean, outside of playing Clemson, I would think your, your second biggest rival would be North Carolina. And if you're having trouble getting up against them, you're going to have a rough year. Um, I thought Carolina, which averaged giving up about 42 points last year, made great strides defensively. Um, The D-line, 9 and 10 sacks, looked good, has been stated already. The quarterback may look really good. Um, Tennessee just looked – I mean, I'm sorry. Carolina just looked better coached and prepared for the game. And South Carolina just did not look ready at all. Okay. Doc, I don't know if you were able to see the game or not. I know you've probably seen a few highlights. Uh, What did you take from it? Yeah, I I saw some highlights. And, uh, you know, if I was a Carolina fan, South Carolina fan, I'd be really disappointed. I mean, coming off of, you know, kind of a little bit of momentum on the end of the season and the bowl game and, you know, Beamer getting them up to play those games. And for them to come off flat in the very first game, it wasn't like they played, uh, you know, our sisters of the poor. I mean, they played North Carolina. So you, so to, to Carlos's point, you would think you would get up for that game. And especially knowing that Carolina's, North Carolina's defense wasn't that good and you have, you know, a bona fide top-tier quarterback that they would have played better. But – you know, it's, it's it's really disappointing that they didn't have a better showing than they did, and you know, give up all those sacks and and just and just let uh, Drake May, you know, look great. Which I know he's a good player, but 
they just made him look better than than they should have. Yeah. So basically, for the South Carolina, you saw a lot of low lights, so not the highlights. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know they. I know they call themselves USC, but they couldn't say they're USC. Nice. <laughs> yeah, they should drop that. All right, we, we're going to talk about the headliner, Doc. I'm going to stay with you because I know you were at the game, and I know you yeah, went down to the sideline and, and took uh, Neil Brown's headset off of him. But besides <laughs> that, being yeah, side, besides that and being arrested, let's talk about the Mountaineers and we aren't. Man, Doc, it uh, you know I, I was disappointed. You know, it started out. You know, at least we had a couple of stops, but uh, you know, one of the the biggest things I think that was was troubling is that you know our offense looked just like last year, and I, I you know I didn't think Green could throw the ball last year, and so when he won the job, I thought that I was going to see something different than I did last year, based on you know how he was kind of suspect the year before, but. But he wasn't. And then to see, you know, Penn State's quarterback just slinging it. And, you know, his first start, it was just like, okay, so we got a long way to go, um, you know, during this season. And, you know, offense wasn't dynamic at all. Um, it, it was funny. I was talking to a couple of people around me. And, and basically Penn State, it definitely was a, a difference in, um, you know, players and ability. Because Penn State literally was running the same plays we were running. They get like 10, 15 yards and we get nothing. And then, you know, then they we, – I guess we were lucky that they didn't try to pound us. Um, so, you know, I know, you, you know, your grandson was kind of doing his thing up front, but um, they just decided they wanted to pass it against us and not use those those top running backs they have. So I guess that's one blessing in disguise. But it, it's it's going to be a long season, man. Hopefully we can beat up on Duquesne this week. But, yeah, it's it, – it, 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 it was sad, and then I was talking to Terry after the game, and he was like, "Yeah, you, you guys, uh, you got some some work to do." Okay, tell him that's encouraging. All right, but anyway, uh, Precious. Wow, you came to me second. Um, everything that Doc said, um, I I thought that maybe Penn State, you know, after losing Clifford, would have a problem at the quarterback position, and, and they didn't. Um, that young man threw for over 300 yards, and there was almost 500 total yards gained um, by Penn State. And I thought, um, you know, by the third quarter, I, I thought the game game was over. And, um, you know, um, we are. So, anyway, all right, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Where'd Tim go? We lose Tim. Hold on. Yeah, Tim's gone. He dropped. He's not back yet. All right. Carlos. Yes, sir. So where the question mark was with Penn State's quarterback, I think the question mark then shifts over to West Virginia's quarterback. Um, Yeah. Because – I just don't. I just don't see it from him. Um, arm strength, vision. I, I just don't get it with him. I think Penn State played a solid game, but they just they just looked more prepared. Like they weren't doing anything incredible, other than just being very pat, very basic. Move it, move it. Um, 
as has already been stated, I mean, they got those two stud running backs, which they didn't really pound that much. I think they really just wanted to get their quarterback comfortable, and then they're going to bring the running backs on the rest of the season, just get that quarterback set. But I think there's some work that needs to be done, and maybe there'll be a quarterback change or something in West Virginia, but that's where the trouble starts, I think. Okay. Carlos, I needed you to be a little bit more, you know, disappointed and aggressive as you were when you talked about the Gators. You really let Duck skate with that one. But that'll be my piece later. <laughs> you let Duck skate with that one. Come on, Carlos. Um, <laughs> Tim I'm sorry rubbing it enough. I'm sorry I didn't yeah. rub it in. Yeah. So, or maybe I should right. say it again. Maybe, maybe I should say it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to bring my homeboy in now. We talked about we aren't and the Mountaineers. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. my call dropped somehow here a moment ago, but uh, I, you know, um, I I it's don't that. think West Virginia has a really bad football team. Um, I saw a Penn State team that I thought was very impressive. I I thought other than Florida State, that Penn State team looked as crisp as any team I saw this weekend. And I think their quarterback, running back, receiving tandem is as good as anybody's in the country, including Ohio State. Um, I expect them to to be in the mix for the Big Ten title this year. Um, So that's kind of what I saw. I I was very impressed with Penn State. Uh, West Virginia was pretty much what everybody else said. They were inept uh, offensively. Um, and and a large part it looked like the quarterback was a big part of the problem. Um, hey, 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 Tim, you don't you don't have to keep going, but but all right. <laughs> but yeah, and he was I, so I professional was, with it. They were in it on the offense. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I you know the bottom line is I I thought Penn State was as impressive as anybody I saw this weekend. I will. I will. We need a little love, Will. Everybody else is trying to do a little damage on no, the No, 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 no. Just say what you want, Will. You'll be back next week. Say what you want. I just thought Penn State had too much uh, firepower. I, mean, I had question marks about their quarterback. I mean, that was pretty much answered. He was running 25 yards, a couple touchdowns. They have weapons. Good. We didn't even get to see their running backs, which I thought would be the strength of their team. You know, we saw the receivers, they had playmakers there, but it's hard to believe this was a 14-7 game at halftime. I think West Virginia's uh, offense and their quarterback just didn't have enough to keep them keep that game close, and we saw Penn State just kind of take over and pull away in the fourth quarter, but Penn State's another team to watch, especially if they get that offense uh, fixed, which has been their Achilles heel these past couple couple years. Okay, I'm a, uh, that was excellent, uh, Will, but I want to stay with you. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about LSU, FSU, and let's let's be pretty quick on it because we want to get to Tim in the upcoming game. So, uh, one minute, what you got? LSU, FSU. Yeah, this was a competitive game in the first half. I guess Brian Kelly used his fake Southern accent at halftime or something, and they came out <laughs> flat and got <laughs> blown blown away in the second half. But Florida State is very impressive. I mean, they got that Michigan State chance for it. Wide receiver to um, Travis looks pretty uh, mature, you know, as their quarterback. So I think they well, they made a statement. Okay, uh, Princess. 
in the interest of time, you can just skip me because I'm not going to say any more about FSU and how well they looked. <laughs> all, right. all right, Tim. Yeah, she put them in the top five. That's good enough for me. That's what I always going to get, Doc. That's what I always going to get, though. But uh, at, any, at any rate, um, I thought they were just surprisingly impressive um, because I thought LSU outplayed them in the first half. And I, you know, looking at the game, I was thinking, "Wow, this this might get ugly here in the second half." And they just took over the game and just pounded them. I mean, the out physical LSU and uh, the wide receiver that transferred from Michigan State. I didn't know until I was reading about the game later on that he was from Louisiana. So he, you know, he had a little bit of extra going on there. Um, impressive, impressive Florida State uh, football team. It'd be interesting to see what they do for the rest of the season. All right, Doc. Yeah, I, I think Florida State was impressive too. Although, you know, early on in the game, I mean, things could have changed a little bit. I know, like uh, a couple of plays, Travis he he threw one that should have been an interception, but two that should have been interceptions. So he was kind of you know playing like he was a rookie and not thirty five years old like he is. And so, you know, I I I think that Florida State in the second half they they kind of took LSU's will and, and and played, you know, exceptionally well. But um, it, it could have been a little different ballgame in the first half if a couple of things breaks would have went LSU's way. Okay, Carlos. With all the hype with LSU and all the talent we thought they had and with the steady quarterback and everything, they were just very disappointing. Um, and I would have to point to – the lack of preparation by the coaching staff on that end. Florida, as you know, it was a game in the first half, but as Florida State kept going, they just started pounding, and just the physicality took over. Uh, so once again, I would take that back to preparation by coaches and lack thereof. Uh, Florida State, as been already stated, looked very impressive. I think they're going to be formidable in the ACC and LSU. They're gonna they're gonna struggle all year, up and down, maybe. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's stay. Uh, let's go to Tim. Tim, what's 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 happening with the upcoming games? Uh, yeah, Duck. Uh, we're gonna look at the games that are coming up this weekend. But I also want to mention, with all the realignment going on, um, keep your eye on Oregon State. Um, let me stay with you, Duck. Uh, Notre Dame and North Carolina State this week. What do, what are you thinking there? Uh, I'm thinking uh, a pretty close game, but I, I'm thinking Notre Dame has maybe a little bit too much for them. Okay, uh, Doc. What do you what are you thinking? Notre Dame and uh, and North Carolina State. The Wolfpack. The Wolfpack didn't look too great uh, against an inferior opponent this week. No, they did not. And I, I don't I don't know where the game is. If it's in, NC State or, or Notre Dame, but I think uh, I NC think Notre Dame's got to look. Is it NC State? So I think I think in, uh, they'll keep it close in Raleigh, but I think Notre Dame will pull it out. Okay, Will Harris, what are you what are you thinking? Um, uh, NC State and Notre Dame. I'm going to go Notre Dame in a very close game. It's an opponent Sam Hartman's familiar with. Uh, I think they're strong on both trenches. I think they'll wear them down at the end and win it. 
Okay, Carlos, uh, Notre Dame's got the refugee from uh, Wake Forest uh, playing quarterback. <laughs> He's looked real good so far. What are you thinking against uh, NC State? Yes, uh, Will basically took all the words right out of my mouth, to be honest with you. But I think, you know, Sam Hartman's been down this road before, and he's won uh, against NC State. I think he'll do that again. Um, I actually think that Notre Dame might win pretty handily uh, in this game because they've shown me more than NC State has, and NC State hasn't really shown a lot as of yet. They didn't look really good uh, last week. Okay, Princess. Uh, you, you know, I I'm not a I don't like Notre Dame at all, but but I'm pulling for Freeman to do well up there. Um, I don't know. I know I know at one point last before last season they were saying that they but that he had recruited the top recruiting class in the country. I don't know if those kids stayed with him or not, but uh, they've looked so so good, you know, so far this season. Uh, but they're going into Raleigh, which is a tough place to play. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens and how will they perform. Um, I don't think that Navy is still as good as NC State, and the NC State didn't look good last week. So I want to see this. But um, with all that being said, they are over a seven-point favorite, and I think they cover that. I think this may be, you know, I like Sam Hartman, and he looks really comfortable. Let's see how he performs. But I think they win this. Okay, let me let me stay with you. Um, uh, Baylor. Uh, I think they did. They lose their quarterback, I believe. Uh, I saw on the on the yeah. 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 It does not yeah. matter uh, if they're playing Utah, Baylor by twenty. Oh. Wow. <laughs> well, they, you, you know they got beat by FCS team this past week. Yeah, they sure did. Texas State. Texas, Texas State. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Texas State. Congratulations, Baylor by twenty. Okay. Um, Will, what are you talking about? Utah and Baylor. I'm going to go with Utah. I think Cam Rising's day-to-day, so I think if he comes back, uh, I'll take uh, Utah uh, winning big in this one. Okay. Doc, what are you thinking, Utah and Baylor? You know, I think Utah will win as well, but, uh, you know, I, I would think that Baylor would have to come back and show after losing. It must be a rough week of practice this week, so I think they'll keep it close, but I think um, Utah will pull it out. Okay. Carlos, what are you thinking, uh, Utah and Baylor? Well, with Baylor losing their quarterback and everything, I, I think they got, you know, their hands full on their own end, let alone then taking on Utah. I'm going with Utah uh, winning going away. Okay, Duck, what are, what are your thoughts there with Utah and Baylor? I, I'm with Doc. Uh, the quarterback, if, if I'm right, they, they should be fine. Uh, Baylor, uh I don't think they, they're going to beat Utah, though, but I think that it would be a lot better game than what they showed this past week. Okay, okay. Let me uh, let me stay with you. Uh, you've been beating the drum for uh, for Dion's teams uh, since the beginning of the year, uh, and they and they lived up to the hype this past week against uh, TCU in Fort Worth. Uh, I don't think this is the same TCU team that went to to made that run last year, but they were, you know they had a lot of guys back. This week they're taking on a Nebraska squad that's retooled that probably should have won against Minnesota, but they fell apart there at the end of the ball game. What are you thinking uh, this week? This is going to probably be a grudge match between uh, Nebraska and Colorado because Matt Rule was another one running his mouth about what Dion was doing. So uh, I- I'm hoping that Dion spanks him 
you know, and I like Matt Rule. I, you know, I, I, I have a great relationship with him. But come on, guys, you know, hey, if it was anybody else, they wouldn't open their mouth. But it was Dion, so everybody's got something to say. So I'm going, I'm going Colorado. Okay, Doc. Uh, I think they're going into Boulder this week, uh, if I'm not mistaken. They are. Uh, what do you think? Home opener. I think. Uh, I think this might be the one where they do kind of get up in Nebraska a little bit. Um, you know, I don't think Nebraska's going to be ready for their passing attack, and I guess much like TCU last week, they're going to try to stay with them in a pass game, and that's just not Nebraska's strength. So yeah, I got Colorado. Will uh, Roger Craig and uh, Mike Rozier are not there anymore? Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking as they go into Boulder? <laughs> yeah, was, I think they'll need them. I mean, you look at Colorado. I mean, I think they're way more explosive, better athletes than they do. I mean, and Nebraska's going to have to shorten the game, run the ball, control the clock. I just don't think they can beat Colorado with that uh, style. I think once Colorado builds the lead, you know, take Nebraska out of their game. So I expect Colorado to win this one big. Okay, uh, uh, Doc, what are you thinking there? Or did we already get you? You already got me. Hey, Carlos. Okay. Uh, Carlos, uh, what, what are you thinking, uh, Nebraska and uh, Colorado? A home opener for Colorado. Uh, last week I heard that, you know, the campus just exploded uh, in Colorado, so I can only imagine, or really I can't imagine, how crazy it's going to be for this home opener. Uh Keeping those kids poised is going to be a, even a bigger challenge, I think, this week. Um, Nebraska coming in, kind of trying to find their own identity. Um, I think it's going to be kind of kind of tough. Um, Matt Rule at the helm. But I think that, that Colorado will prevail here. I think they'll win pretty good at home. Um, so 2-0 for DM. Okay, Francis, what do you what do you think? I heard Dion say I think yesterday or today in a press conference that he he thought this was personal. This game was personal to him. I thought Matt Rule broke the code again. I don't know if he had all of that to say, um, and that he didn't know what Dion was doing, and um, if this is not going to work, sending so many players away. He didn't have that to do to chime in on what's going on in another program. Um, so I do think that it's personal, but it's a home opener. Um, they, they're coming off a big win. Fox Sports is going to be there again to you nationally televise this game, too, at 12 noon Eastern time. So I think they win. I think they're a three-point favorite, but I think they, they definitely win. Okay. Uh, Texas, let me stay with you. Texas is uh, is supposed to be loaded this year. Uh, they did lose the uh, the all-world running back, but uh, but they've got most of their players back from last year's team that had Alabama on the ropes but they're going into Tuscaloosa. What do you think, Francis? I got a chance to watch um, both of these teams, and I can't remember the quarterback for um, Alabama, but he threw for three and ran for two. Um, he is the real deal, and I think Texas loses um, in Tuscaloosa. I think Alabama takes that game. Okay, Doc, what are you thinking, uh, Alabama and Texas in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I think, you know, Alabama has to kind of show their dominance again, um, and they'll take it out on, on Texas this week at home and, and be victorious. Okay, Carlos, what, what are you thinking, Texas and Alabama? Yeah, um, big game, for I think, for both teams to, stay, 
just just to kind of say where they are with their programs. Um, Alabama being home and their quarterback looking like, I mean, he's a big, strong guy, running, throwing. I think he's the real deal also. Um, I see Alabama winning this pretty comfortably. Okay. Uh, Will, they're in Tuscaloosa. What are you thinking? Yeah, somewhat of a new-look Alabama team. You don't have the typical uh, pocket guys that we've seen in the last couple of years. I think last time I had a guy like this was Jalen Hurts that can run around a bit. I think he's got a big arm, too. He showed that off in the last game. So I'm excited to see what Milrow can do uh, this year for Alabama. Uh, this was one of the better games last year. went down to the wire. I think we'll have another close one, and Alabama will come up on top. What are you thinking, uh, Texas and Alabama? This this will answer it for you. Where where is Nick Saban from? <laughs> He's from West Virginia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. okay. What is that? I don't I don't I don't even know. <laughs> let, let me stay with you, Doug. Uh, Cincinnati is taking on the Pittsburgh Panthers. What, what are your thoughts? All right, Cincinnati versus it. I'm going. Hey, look, I'm going Cincinnati by. I'm like I'm. I'm gonna go like Francis. I'm going Cincinnati by fifty. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be petty, huh? Okay. Okay. Princess, uh Cincinnati's first year in the Big Twelve. What are you thinking? New coach. New wow. coach. Wow. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I know that Pitt, Pittsburgh is a, is a favorite, but hail to Pitt. I'm just going to pick them. I, I don't have oh, a whole lot of reasons okay. why except for just the okay. aggravated duck. Hail to Pitt. Okay, okay Carlos, uh, Pitt and uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think, you know, Cincinnati had built a really good team a couple a year or two ago, and I don't really know where they are right now with their program. And I think Pitt. Pitt has been building on and on. So I'm looking at Pitt to win here. Um, they seem to be pretty steady and pretty strong. I'm going there. Okay. Where does Cincinnati's uh, well, coach go? I'm sorry, Daniel. Wisconsin. Did, Wisconsin. 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 Okay. Uh, Will, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Pitt here. I'm just too much uncertainty with Cincinnati with the coaching change, uh, roster, uh, ter- roster churn. So I think uh, Pitt will win this one in a close game. Okay, Pitt, Doc, three to uh, one so far. <laughs> well, Doc, uh, three to two now. Cincinnati's got a new coach in a in a new conference. <laughs> I'm I'm going with Cincinnati. I think Pitt's going to be looking ahead to play that tough West Virginia team, so they're not going to be all in. Go. Oh, Cincinnati, get that L. <laughs> okay, uh, Doc. Um, and, and and I've got. I got to I got to jump off, but I want to mention uh, before I go. Uh, the reason I mentioned Oregon State was that they were ten and three last year, and barely lost to USC at the last you know the, the last second of that ball game. But Uyunglele, who had been at Clemson, had a great game for Oregon State this past week. He looked week. good. And and Clemson's quarterback was awful, so I'm wondering if their quarterback coach might be uh, one of the positions that's a problem at Clemson. Anyway, well, no. I, I I think they're gonna uh, put both of them in the portal and send the other one back out to uh, Oregon State and the other one back to Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
But, that would be uh, crazy. I know you got to jump off, Kim, right quick. I, I'm just want to uh, go quickly, guys. We got one minute. Uh, what pro game are you looking forward to forward to seeing this weekend? And starting with you, Carlos. Well, I think um, the Thursday night game, Chiefs Lions. Hmm. Should be very interesting. Yeah. The li- the Lions are coming up. The Chiefs are hanging on. And let's see where they land. So I think it should okay. be interesting. Okay. Will, what pro football game are you looking forward to seeing this weekend? Get the debut of the three rookie quarterbacks. The first time we've ever seen three black quarterbacks doing the top five. Bryce Young in Carolina. Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis and C.J. Stroud in Houston. So I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing these guys play. Okay. Doc, what pro game are you looking forward to seeing? You know, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Bengals and the Browns. Um, I know that Joe Burrow's been out for a little bit, so see if he's going to have the rust. And, and I, I mean, um, Watson's got to be better than he was last year. So I'm interested to see if he, you know, plays to the level he played a couple of years ago, or if, that was, if last year was just aberration. Well, you know what, Burroughs can't make it. You know, they do have Will Greer, just in case you were wondering. Uh, Doc. Um, that, is, that, is, that is true. Okay. All right. Uh, Princess, what pro game are you looking forward to watching? I want to see the Monday night game, the Bills versus the Jets. I want to see what all the hype is about. I'm going to see what Aaron Rodgers can do. Um, that is the game that most interests me. Um, and the other one is 49ers Steelers, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to Monday night. All right, Princess, take us out of here. All right, gentlemen, thank you. You guys didn't beat me up too bad. Um, and we'll, we are now in week two. Let's football in the NFL starts this weekend. I look forward to talking to everybody next week. Carlos Bradley, Will Harris, Doc Basil, um, Tim Moore, Duck Riley. Duck, keep on healing that foot, sir. Um, everybody have a good evening. We'll see you here at the top Elevation of the hour. Elevation ice, Duck. <laughs> <laughs> no dancing, have Duck. Good, no robot. Have a good week. No dancing. All right. Yep. No, never had it so good. Just, thank you.